0: Welcome to the She Impacts Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Bennett. And friends, today I am looking forward to chatting with you about community, specifically pursuing deep community. I don't know how to say this, but this is a topic that the Lord has just been laying on my heart for quite some time community online, community offline. And so today, I just want to talk to you a little bit about a personal experience that I had and what it means to pursue deep community. Now, if you follow me online, you probably have seen or you probably remember that in early May, a group of us decided to meet in person in Colorado. I shared the pictures of all of us there and um, what God was doing. And I just have to tell you, that it was truly life giving. Being there with these individuals was just exactly what my heart needed, and it was life giving. So let me share a little bit of the backstory with you. About a year ago, my friend and I decided to come together to see what could be what could be possible by bringing a group of faith first digital marketers together online. We started an online group and offered various opportunities for people to share their stories, learn from each other, and truthfully, to just be encouraged in the work that God had called them to do. And so as we move forward with this, things shifted a bit. And before we knew it, we found a small group of us wanting more from God. We wanted to partner with God. We wanted to dream with God, and we wanted to be used by God to make an impact in the kingdom. Honestly, again, we just wanted more of God and to be a part of the things that he wanted us to be a part of. So we started meeting via Zoom weekly and through that began developing a closer bond and deeper relationships with each other. And before we knew it, we started discussing meeting in person and what could that possibly look like. And so after some time chatting about that, friends, that's exactly what we did. Five of us decided to take time away from our busy schedules to make this a priority. And we made this a financial priority. And and goodness, we are so glad that we did this because it was just an incredible experience. We spent three days together in an Airbnb in the mountains of Colorado. One of our community members actually lives in Colorado. So he was busy driving us all around, picking us up from the airport, taking us to the airport, taking us to eat and working all of those logistics. We had another person in the community who took care of buying food and making meals Another, you know, I helped with the lodging and finding the lodging that we would stay at so that we all had our privacy in our own rooms and yet had this um, breathtakingly beautiful place that would just encourage and inspire our hearts. And it was just amazing. God showed up at that Airbnb for those three days We had deep conversations. We dreamed. We cried. We prayed over each other. It was just such a beautiful thing. And one of the things that God was continually reminding me of while I was there is the importance of community. This, this is why we need community. And so you may be asking, well, Jen, what exactly is community? Well, the official definition of community is, it's a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. And and I would agree with that. It is this fellowship that you have with other people. It is all about sharing these common attitudes, interests, and goals. I mean, for some of us in this group, we had been meeting online for at least a year And it wasn't until a year later that we decided to come together in person. And I think that is what made it even more special because we had been meeting every single week for a year and that made a difference. And through that year, we got to know each other. We got to hear each other's stories. We were vulnerable with each other just like we were when we were in person. And it just grew this bond within us so that when we were in person, it felt like home. Our hearts were encouraged. Our hearts were, were prayed over. It was just a beautiful thing. And so after this experience, I'm even so much more excited about the concept of community. And the reason being also is I've done some research into this, and I'm just going to share some of that with you. First, I want to share some research that I found according to Barna. Barna states that 56% of Christians feel that their spiritual life is entirely private. Friends, that's a big number to me, 56%. And here's the thing. I don't believe that we were created to have our spiritual lives be completely private. Like We need each other. And when I was in Colorado with these amazing individuals from these different industries who are doing great work, the great work that God has called them to, not only did we connect on the work aspect, but we also connected on the faith aspect. Our spiritual life there with each other was not private. It was open to each other. And so that percentage, 56%, I gotta admit, concerns me a little bit. I also read from Barna that the data suggests that in general, American adults desire friendships that challenge them. That's vulnerable territory, but we've been given a strong role model. You see, when Jesus discipled the 12, their lives, spiritual and day to day matters intermingled. Life was not private or compartmentalized, they shared it all. They shared meals and miracles, frustration and affection sermons and naps, trials and celebrations. And I just love that Barna shared this because here's the thing, even though 56% of Christians feel that their spiritual life is entirely private, the research also shows that American adults actually want friendships that challenge them. And so here's what I think. I think people today don't know how to be in community and I think that they don't know how to find community. And this is why I am so passionate about this topic. And as Barna states, like Jesus gave us a great example with the 12, like their lives were together every single day. There was not this compartmentalized life where here's my church life, here's my work life, here's my family life. No, every part of their life, they shared together and i think that is a beautiful thing and that's what i experienced for 3 days in colorado with these incredible individuals is that every part of our lives were shared together meals prayers frustrations that we were navigating affection naps when we took trials celebrations when we went on hikes like every part of it we were working together and it was just a beautiful thing And get this, I don't know if you've recently heard this or not, but the U.S. Surgeon General just released a report on the epidemic of loneliness. Friends, this is heartbreaking. Check this out. Loneliness and weak social connections are associated with a reduction in lifespan similar to that caused by smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And that loneliness reduces workers' performance. I feel like I just need to stop there for a minute. That is crazy. Loneliness is associated with a reduction in lifespan similar to that caused by smoking 15 cigarettes a day. The report goes on to share that the physical health consequences of poor or insufficient connection... Include a 29% increased risk of heart disease, a 32% increased risk of stroke, and a 50% increased risk of developing dementia for older adults. Additionally, lacking social connection increases risk of premature death by more than 60%. Yikes. Friends, when I read this, my heart just sank. We have an epidemic of loneliness here in America. And I wholeheartedly believe that as Christians, we have got to do something about this because we were not created to live our life in silos. We we're not meant to do life alone. We were meant to live in community and yet so many of us do not. And I get it, life gets busy, life becomes stressful. And before we know it, we find ourselves alone. I mean, think about our world today. You can now, you don't even need to go into a Starbucks to get your drink. You can just order it online and I'm guilty of this. Order it online, go in, pick it up, go out, and you don't even have to talk to anybody. You can um, order your groceries, have them delivered, or you can just go pick them up at the grocery store. Like we are really starting to isolate ourselves even more from just having interaction from other people. You know, I think about our homes. We come home from work, we immediately pull in the garage, close the garage, and then that's it. We stay inside until we get back out in the morning to go back to work. So we're living in this time in our world where isolation is so very easy, and yet it's killing us. And so today, here's what I want to do. I want to share with you some key characteristics of a great community. That's going to be today's episode. And then my next episode, I want to share with you how to find your community, because I think this is going to be so very important, not only to the work that God has called us to do, but also to just be able to live a life that impacts culture. So first let's chat about the seven critical characteristics that I believe um, encompass a healthy, empowering community. So number one is trust. Here's the thing. This is a crucial tenant of any community. If a community is going to last There must be trust among the community members. And this is why my current community is five people strong, five people only right now. Now, could that number change? Absolutely. But right now, it's only five. And the reason being is because we trust each other. When we were in Colorado and even on our weekly Zoom sessions, we are very vulnerable with each other. We are sharing things with each other that we would not just share with other people. And so trust has to be one of the first key characteristics if a community is going to last. So make sure that your community is filled with trustworthy people. Everybody doesn't have to be a part of it. Next is vulnerability. And here's the thing, I really want to get honest with you here. I don't like to be vulnerable. If you know me, I don't want people seeing me cry. I don't always like sharing the complex parts of life that hurt. Instead, I want to be the encourager. I want to be the strong woman, all of that nonsense. But yet, when I look up the word vulnerable, it says capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. And that is scary. Like, oh my gosh, if I'm vulnerable, I might be physically or emotionally wounded. And I have to tell you, there have been moments in my past where I have been wounded by people that I thought that I could trust. And it hurts. It hurts so deeply. And so I understand if vulnerability Is hard for you because when you are vulnerable, you open yourself up to being hurt. And that's why trust is so important. That's why I think trust is the number one key component to a thriving community. But here's the thing if you aren't vulnerable, then the community won't grow. And when I say grow, I don't mean in numbers, I mean in deep relationships. When we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, the deepness comes. And there is this growth that happens in these relationships. And when we grow, we change, we mature, and we experience freedom like never before. So yes, even though vulnerability may seem very scary, it's so needed if you want to have a deep, thriving community. Next is commitment. If a community is going to last, there must be commitment among all of the community members. And here's the thing, within our community, we are all committed to each other in this community. We meet every week online. We pray. We share what's happening in our lives. We check in with each other. We are committed to each other. This isn't just something where we're like, well, let's see how this works out. And then, you know, if I'm not feeling it, then I'm just going to bail out. No, no. We are committed to each other. We are committed to praying for each other, to being there for each other, and to allowing each other to share their most vulnerable parts. So if a community is going to last, if a community is going to grow, if a community is going to thrive, there must be a level of commitment there. Also, active participation. Every single one of us is actively involved. We all have a voice and we are all free to share our thoughts, worries, struggles, advice, et cetera. And here's the thing. We don't take offense to what someone says. We have an open voice policy, meaning everyone is really free to be who they are and share what is on their heart and mind. And so a community where everyone is free to participate is a community that goes deep. And so there has to be active participation. You cannot have one person who's a part of the community, but then they never participate. They never share their thoughts, worries, struggles, advice, happy times. Every single one of us participates. And part of that comes with that trust factor again. When everyone in the community trusts each other, Then people will be vulnerable. Then people will actively participate. Then people will be committed to each other. So that is so, so very important. Another key characteristic is supportive. I wish I could just show you friends just how supportive this community is that I'm involved with. Here's a key point, and I want to make sure you get this. None of us are competing with each other. None of us, we are not playing those games. We are not secretly trying to one-up each other. We're not copying each other. We're not trying to be like each other. Instead, we support each other as we pursue the calling that God has placed on our lives. We are helping each other move forward in those callings. And because we trust each other, we feel very free comfortable in sharing our hopes, dreams, and calling without fear of our ideas being taken, copied, et cetera. Instead, we fully support each other. And gosh, again, that's where that trust factor comes in. Like all of us have these dreams, hopes, and desires, and we want to share that with people and we want to get feedback from people. But so many times we're scared to share those things because we're like, well, do I trust these people with what I'm sharing or are they gonna take my idea and run with it? None of us are competing with each other. We are just not playing those games. We're not trying to be like that person or this person. Instead, we are just very supportive of the calling and the work that God has placed into each of our lives. Next, are shared values and goals. And this is also key. Here's the thing. Each one of us has a very deep love for the Lord. We only want to do and be a part of what the Lord would have us do. We desire to seek Him first. And because of this shared belief in Jesus, we connect. And so if you want to be a part of a life-giving community, make sure you have shared beliefs, values, and goals. You see, when we were in Colorado, we spent a lot of time praying. We prayed for each other. And friends, we all know the power of prayer. It's a shared belief and value. And because of that, we had some incredible moments of prayer for each other. So if you want to be a part of a thriving community, make sure that that community, that those members have shared values and goals. And then lastly, flexibility. Listen, I get it. We all get really busy. There have been times when we have had to change our call schedule, someone couldn't make it, et cetera. And so in turn, we were flexible with each other. Even in Colorado, we were flexible regarding what we had hoped for from our time together. Each of us shared, well, this is what I would love to do or accomplish while we're together over the next three days. And so if you want to be a part of a thriving community, you must be flexible with each other. And with that flexibility, here's the big part, there is no guilt on anyone when things have to be changed. Again, we're we're just not, we're not playing those games. So if things have to be changed, there's no guilt in that. And so friends, I am just, I don't know, I feel like God is just rising up this fire in me as it relates to community. So again, as a quick recap, here are the seven critical characteristics of a healthy, empowering community. Number one, trust. Two, vulnerability. Three, commitment. Four, active participation. Five, supportive. Six, shared values and goals. And seven, flexibility. You see, friends, you were created to thrive in community. You were created to engage and explore with others. You were created to be known by others. And I really want to encourage you to not let the busyness of life keep you in isolation and don't let it keep you from the community that you were created to be a part of. A beautiful Thriving life is found in community. And I wholeheartedly believe that we desperately need each other. And so I hope that this episode has given you at least some insight into the specific characteristics that you should be looking for as it relates to community. Next week, I want to talk to you about how to find your people how to find your community. Because I know many of you are probably like, okay, Jen, that's absolutely great. But number one, I've been hurt in the past by community. And number two, I don't even know where to start to find a community. I feel so isolated. And honestly, if I add one more thing to my life schedule, I just don't know if I can do it. So friends, be on the lookout, because next week I want to share with you how to find your people. Friends, I hope you are encouraged. I hope you know that you are loved, that God loves you, that God wants to partner with you, that God has good work for you, and that where he has you right now in life, in your city, in your work, is not by accident. He has planted you there for a reason. He has planted you there for community. And I pray That God will open up the doors so that you too can experience community in a brand new way so that your life can not only be a life that thrives, but ultimately an example to the goodness of the God that we serve. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the She Impacts Culture podcast. I know how busy life gets. So the fact that you have faithfully chosen to spend a portion of your time with me means so much and something I don't take for granted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the She Impacts Culture podcast, the best way to do this is to share it with your friends, your community on social media. Also, to keep up to date with all the happenings, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Bennett. Thank you again for your support. May God richly bless you as you impact culture through your influence and leadership for His kingdom.